Google project of Alatra International Public Movement, the Creative Society. We are very happy to meet new and new active, inspiring and enthusiastic people. And in our discussions about the society, which makes sense to every one of us, where we can live safely and happily. My name is Carolina, and I'm very happy to welcome here my co-host, Sofia Dash, who participated in our previous broadcast and shared her vision about creative society. And today, she's here to go on with creative society mission. This is exactly how the theory of six handshakes works. Welcome, Sofia. Thank you so much, Carolina. It's an honor to actually be part of Taking Forward Creative Society project. And I am so happy to introduce to you all our today's guest, Mr. Han Gadkari. He is a skilled negotiator and a social entrepreneur. He is currently in his third year of his BA LLB course at OP General Global University. And he's also one of the founders of an education program named Elitha Symposium. Ahan, you seem like a very active person. You seem like you are involved in a lot of activities. Would you like sharing with us what you are currently involved in nowadays? Uh, thank you. Um, excellent question. Now, what I believe that I try to believe that I work in is the fulfillment of three major SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. The main ones being 4, 8, and 10. Now, what do these talk about? They are basically about providing quality education to everyone, bridging the gap of inequality, and making sure there's no injustice, which is exactly what I love doing and what I love working in. Now, as to how I came upon this was that a lot of events and public speaking events that I went for, big debates, moral events, or any other forms of such conferences, there, there were a lot of privileged kids coming there. But a huge sector of society was being missed out, which was people from certain economically weaker sections of society. So, which is why my vision was to make sure that we provide an opportunity to these kids. We provide a form of quality education to these kids. What probably their village schools or village or village organized education centers cannot provide. We go we go to these villages. I mean, I see we, I mean me and my team because I am nothing without my team. And we go help these people out. We go teach these kids in aspects such as negotiation, mediation, which is not something that is just useful for one competition or one day, but rather useful for the entire lives and something that can be helped to disrupt the status quo and bridge the gap of inequality while providing them with opportunity. That is what I believe I do. I would not say I'm a social entrepreneur, but rather an education activist who tries to go and help these kids bridge the gap of inequality and provide them with the, an opportunity because an opportunity is all they need. Thanks a lot. It's really amazing. And it is evident Aham, that you're actually trying to do your best for betterment of this world, uh, for the betterment of society. And what is actually your vision of creative society? Uh, my vision of creative society is wherein everyone tries to help bridge this gap of inequality. Now, one of the major sources of um, inequality is the lack of education for people and my vision for creative society is that everyone gets the same amount of education everyone has a right to education but the issue comes where it is not exercised in the right manner the issue comes with not with the people who are going to exercise it but rather with those who have a responsibility to help these people exercise it and the major issue that is that comes over here is that they are provided with the right resources with the right facilities maybe because of uh, them coming from economically backward sector. But that shouldn't stop them from giving the same opportunity someone from a privileged sector gets. 
which is exactly again what we try to do and what my vision for creative society is that it that it should be people coming together and helping su- bridging such gaps helping providing people with opportunities helping provide them with right education to take them forward so that this whole concept like in india there is other uh, certain phrases used like such as uh, the son of a driver will always remain a driver but such should be the right it should not be such it not it should not be so just a person's a uh, creed caste birth religion they should determine how they end up in the future which is exactly why providing them with the right tools and the right education is important so that they can go ahead and grab the opportunity when they get it because these are the kind of people who try all they can in order to go ahead but they just require the few tools which are necessary which is what i try to provide and which is what i believe if my vision for creative society is pro- of providing these tools to people that's definitely a great answer it actually reinstates your goal of breaking the habit because just because somebody is the son of a driver doesn't mean that he should remain a driver and that's a great answer ahan i would like to further ask you that as of today a lot of people from all across the world are shaping their own creative society and they have their own visions for for the same and they have their own ideas as to all how all the spheres should function so what according to you as to how should the sphere of law actually function in a creative society thank you uh, now this is a very important and pertinent question that uh, many fail to discuss uh, the issue over here being that how is a uh, ngo or the creative society project shaping international law but the fact is that it is because non government or- organizations do play a very important role in shaping international law as well as the behavior of states now a proof of this can be seen with the drafting of the un guiding principles on business and human rights now how did these even come upon how, why are these principles placed on it is because ngos move forward to create a certain form of responsibility that should be placed upon them in order of the pursuance for human rights everybody must have a certain minimum degree of responsibility of course and these principles are non binding but what they do is they create an obligation which these ngos take forward and lead to great form and help greatly in the formation of a responsible society now we can also see certain ngos coming up and forming their own set of rules or regulations that they that they go ahead and follow an example of this being the red cross code of conduct now with now they have set up this code of conduct for themselves but how did this come about it was because of many ngos who are trying to push the threshold forward they're trying to push the minimum level of compliance forward which makes them reach this and which is exactly what's required and which is something that the creative society project is doing as well it is pushing the threshold forward it is pushing the minimum levels forward which of course is something that is especially needed in these times and that's why i believe that this is how creative society is having a great influence on the way the world works as well as the very framework of international law as most as ngos are having this uh, this effect and this is the effect that i believe is going to take our world ahead and no one can deny the fact that ngos have a very important place today in taking forth the construction of il as well as the very framework of il and this is exactly what organizations like creative society are doing and it is because of them that we are pushing the minimum threshold of compliance for for wonderful well thank you very much what is wonderful about creative society that actually the eight foundation on which it is based on are close to every one of us 
Let's watch the video about these eight foundation. It is actually the video from the Global International Online Conference, Creative Society, where the prophets dreamed of. And I would like to ask our technical support, which makes this broadcast possible for us today, if we can watch the video right now. Thanks a lot. The biggest social polling in our entire history of civilization has been conducted during the last 10 years by people around the world. 180 countries, millions of people of different social statuses, denominations, nationalities, talk about the society in which they want to live in. And this is a creative society based on the answers of the people from around the world, eight foundations of creative society were established. A society where all people can live in happiness, peace, and prosperity. This is that very society that our prophets bequeath to us. All prophets talk about the value of life, freedom, honesty, common human values, equality before God, mutual respect, and unification of people about love for each other. They talked about the common truth and about the world which we can create. The prophets said, there will be a time when we're able to build a creative society. We are honored to live in the time which the prophets talked about. When everyone is chosen. We are very happy actually to live in such a period of time when, when actually creative society may be built. And Ahan, what um, Benefits do you see for yourself if these eight foundations were implemented, if we would live according to these eight foundations? Thank you. Uh, but rather than just seeing what benefits I would be getting out of this, I will be telling what benefits society can get out of this, because that is what I believe is what matters, not just me, but rather society as a whole. So the very last slide that said everybody is chosen, that itself speaks a lot. When they say everybody is chosen, that creates, a, that creates a, exactly the same impact which uh, me and my team is trying to create. Wherein every person gets the same opportunity, the same resources and the same tools to build upon their careers and their life. Now, coming to the foundations of creative society, human life, human freedom, human safety, definitely some of the most important things that one must look into. These are mentioned not only in just scriptures of many religions as was pointed out in that video, but rather also in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as well as many other such conventions promoting human rights. And the reason they are mentioned is because they are essential. And create and having creative society work to implement these mechanisms and strengthen the mechanisms which go ahead to implement these is something that is brilliant. It is a great initiative. Now, their whole message that humanity is, a, is one big family is exactly what we need right now, because that is how it is. With conflicts coming up everywhere, um, countries having their own geopolitical issues, 
coming with the concept of humanity is one big family is something that is uh, just amazing and a brilliant initiative to help people come together coming ahead to the next one's talking about transparency and openness of information for all again something that is extremely important it is only when everybody is provided with the same information can they have the same opportunity without the same information being provided to everyone they cannot have the same opportunities which is why again this foundation is essential when you talk about the creative ideology this is again something that many people have but are not able to exercise so when creative society comes up and tries to help people and make them aware about this and trying to spread the knowledge about this it is again a brilliant initiative the last one being development of personality justice and equality as well as self governing society now coming to development of personality definitely something that's needed and something that many people in economically backward sectors do not get because of the lack of resources that they're facing which is again something that's important which is why one of the workshops which uh, elitia provides is on personality development now when we say personality development it's not that someone comes up and tells them that all right uh, this is what you should do no rather it gives them the tools to go ahead and implement what they actually feel what they want to do and take it ahead which is exactly what personality development is and is great that creative society believes in this initiative as well going ahead with justice and equality definitely something that is needed that resources are fairly distributed amongst the citizens of the entire earth now this is something that at least i believe to some extent is something strive for within current the current frameworks of international law as well with the world trade organization having a strong hold on on anti discriminatory practices and making sure such such practices are not conducted but this needs to be taken one step ahead which again comes up, comes back to us when we must go back and look at the importance of ngos in developing il and framing il and how they're important in moving taking a threshold ahead in the same way i believe that the creative society project is taking the threshold ahead with coming with this initiative of justice and equality for all and lastly self governing society is definitely something just needed the very foundation of democracy is self governing society the people the government for the people by the people and of the people uh, and this is something that again i strongly believe is a great initiative and something that must be done and the important part about self governing society is not just having a democratic setup but having people exercise their right in this democratic setup people should know that okay we have this particular power in us to choose our government and they should go ahead and exercise it and making people aware about this something the creative society project is doing is again something that is taking our world forward and moving taking us closer to a truly democratic society Thank you so much Ahan that was again another brilliant answer the next question that i would like to ask you is that how important do you think it is to ensure that everyone gets high quality education regardless of the social status and um, how can they actually make sure that this high quality education can ensure that they can manifest their talents to their best capability thank you now that is again an excellent question and an issue faced by many people coming from certain backward communities or economically weaker sections of society now this issue that they face is that they are not provided with the right tools or rather with the resources now there is one particular setup or suggestion that certain organizations or governments offer that is of reservation now what i believe is this is something that hinders economic growth as well as quality education 
Rather, what should be provided is equal access of education to these people. It is something again that uh, my, me and my team work in, in making sure these people are provided the right access to education, to making them gain merit, and then come into the position, which is something that I strongly believe in, and I'm trying to implement. I believe in a society which is a complete meritocracy, which I hope comes upon fruit in, and at the same time, people who don't have the resources or the tools. to get the merit to the best of their ability should be provided this which is something that i again will tirelessly work in to make sure that these people get the right tools and up to my capacity try to reach as many communities as possible and provide them with the right setup of education with not only just basic skills that are taught in a school and are applied in an exam but rather skills that will take them for life like mediation research negotiation which is required for any Uh, any area or job opportunity within the very local side of life itself, and is something that is definitely essential in taking them forward. I absolutely agree. And um, Ahan, you talk about people. What is a real human for you? Let's say human with a capital H. Uh, for me, a human is just a person. There is no such differentiation that I like to be. I believe that everyone should be treated the same, regardless of their race, uh, speed, economic status, etc. A human with a capital H is a person, just like me and you, or like anybody else. Everybody is a human, and they should be treated equally. Is something that I believe in, and another goal that we try to promote that is equality for all. Which again comes under uh, economic equality and SDG eight, which we are trying to promote. Now, this is something that again we are trying to move towards in providing quality, because it's only once that people are provided the right educational setup that they can be truly equal. There is a saying, "Knowledge is power." In the same way, it is us who are trying to provide this knowledge to everyone, where everyone comes upon the same status and can be a human with the capital H, regardless of uh, any other form of discriminatory practice that might be followed, but rather just on the basis that yes, they are a human, so they are on the same place as everyone else. That's great. Now we would like to show an interesting cartoon from the Global Online Conference on Creative Society and what the prophets dreamed of, Malte Glubata. Okay, so over to the uh, technical team to show the video.
do you have any comments after watching this video ahan of course uh, the video uh, the crux of the video about how hard work is necessary no matter what is providing is something that is essential and something that is very realistic as well where many people are hoping that all right uh, we will just ask uh, whatever entity we believe in to give us what we want but rather the entity always gives them an opportunity to get what they want but they have to grab the opportunity and take it which is exactly what i believe the whole video is about and something that is essential for people to understand as well because as something will be do we provide an opportunity to people now they have to be the ones who come and take it because if they do then they can get as um, the in the video shows the metaphorical water or they end up going thirsty for things yeah it's actually essentially important to break the habit actually the habit that someone is going to do something for us and it's our time our time to take the responsibility in your opinion what every one of us can do for building for starting building of such a society creative society i thank you for that question again a very plain question and something that uh, even i thought of before i started uh, the many initiatives that i have for education but what i believe is something any any i would idea is something anybody can do try and approach people try to teach them whatever skills you have and this is something i believe that again anyone can do and something that each and every person should do uh, if and doesn't have to be going as far as to start contacting ngos going to the villages teaching the kids there it can be as simple as teaching your domestic helps son how to negotiate or how to research or teaching them one basic life skill that will help them take ahead take them ahead and break the social status it can be something as simple as that but as long as you go ahead and try to provide opportunities and try to provide the tools required to take them ahead it is definitely enough and something that i believe every person can do and if every person does that we will have an unequal we will have a completely equal society definitely and it's such a great answer and change starts at home itself so thank you so much for that answer han um we at alatra and at creative society project are actually implementing and testing the idea of the theory of six handshakes so is there someone that you would like to invite to have a conversation with us and to share with us their idea of creative society definitely uh, there is one particular pioneer i know of uh Sheila Agarwal uh, who is uh, a very pillar of ethics and and something that he never moves on he always pushes through even if sometimes our agenda is being affected he's like no they will follow the right thing do the right thing and just go ahead with that and that is something that i believe is very impressive for someone like him and which is why i would like to suggest uh, him to be interviewed next and hopefully the platform to be given to him to reach out to more people Thanks a lot. We'll be very happy to make such a new wonderful interview with another inspiring man talking sharing his vision of creative society and already very active in his own life. Really wonderful and thank you very much Ahan for your today's sharing for sharing your own vision. Uh, I also thank to all our viewers for watching us. I also thank to our technical support. and we'll be very happy to see you next time and we invite you at the end to watch the trailer for another big conference that we are planning for the 22nd of may it is it will be an exceptional conference because this topic has never been open before on such a global level it is called life after death fiction and facts 
and let's watch and have a nice day. Thank you very much. Thank you. There is a question that every person asks themselves. We address science and religion to find the answer to it. Already, for 6,000 years, we have been trying to find out. Is there life after death? For the first time in history, scientists, physicians, clergymen, and eyewitnesses will seek the answer all together. Does reincarnation exist? Fear of death, what is its nature? How do we, alive people, know what death is? Who benefits from hiding facts about a person's after-death fate? Human consciousness is outside the body. The prophets knew the truth about the afterlife fate of humans. What does science say? Is the state of heaven and hell explained by physics? What are we here for? Answers to the most important questions for every person. May 22nd, 2021, International Online Conference. Life after death, fiction and facts.